Hey everyone, it's Darren, one of the hosts of DigitalDarren.com, and this podcast is the beginning of a new series that we're launching, it's called Forever I Love Atlanta, and it's basically going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and most of us are in our you know, 30s to early 40s, and we talk about just the Atlanta we grew up in, how it's changed, we'll include sports in it, but it'll be more than just sports, it'll encompass the full Atlanta kind of politics, lifestyle, just everything about Atlanta where we were, where we where we've come from, where we are now, and just a whole bunch of basically forever I love Atlanta. That's the best way to sum it up. And they will run on Patreon at first and then they'll come to the normal site. So if you want to, you know, feel free to subscribe to our Patreon. It's Patreon. Search Digital Darren, Digital D A R O N podcast and you know any subscription level you join, we're appreciative of it. But we'll be putting the podcast on there first and then put them on the regular site some at some time in the future and like i said if you're from atlanta if you just like atlanta culture this is definitely a good podcast series for you because we'll talk all things atlanta and we'll touch on some of the good points some of the nuts and crannies that you know as we say it down here only people from old atlanta will understand so this is the first one i think we're talking to begin the gentrification how we start coming to atlanta hope you listen hope you like it and thank you guys as always this podcast contains adult language. DigitalDarren.com. Today is July 1st, 2019. And this is a topic that is not sports related. It's one that's near and dear to us as native ATLians, Atlanteans, if you will. And it's one that Calhoun has been dying to talk about for the longest. And we got Pi here with us. What's up, Pi? What's happening, my dog? Chilling. Calhoun as always. What's up, Calhoun? No, I'm here. And today's topic is about gentrification. So, for you non-Atlanta listeners, this may be a precautionary tale. It's like what to watch for in your city. And those who are from Atlanta, we've kind of been down this road. This going to be just kind of, I don't know if it's a trip down memory lane or whatever, but it's going to be about what's going on in the city, what's been going on these past 10 years or whatever. So without further ado, Calhoun, I'm going to let you kind of quarterback this thing since you are the gentrification guru, and we'll go from there. Well, it just shows you the... Just shows you the way that uh, politicians and our white counterparts uh, act together. So stop right though. I knew that, I knew that was gonna get you good. <laughs> exactly. That's why I said it like that. That's how about these crackers. That's what I'm gonna talk about. That's how about these crackers and these fucking thieving ass niggas, Alderman Davis. That, that, if y'all don't know, that's a good time reference. But fuck ass Shirley Shirley Franklin, whole ass Cassidy should be locked up. Puss ass Bill Campbell. This bitch Keisha Lance Bottom, that bitch ass Maynard Jackson, that whole ass Andrew Jackson. Let's talk about all these hoes. So let's start. Let's start. This is a good mediator, bro. He know when to stop so we can get right into it. Well, so I guess that's why I fuck with my guy. I guess we're gonna take on two things. So I've been thinking about this, and we're gonna talk about we're gonna tie this into the blame game or whatever gentrification, but. 
You were saying. Yeah, so I was saying that it's made me think about this. We're talking about this blame game about who does what or whatever. And one of my things is when we first talked about this, you know, you gave, you know, the white people who have been fitting from this a lot of the blame or whatever. And I used to agree with that. Or I, not as much as you, but I used to agree that they deserve a higher amount of blame than I, think, than I really think they do nowadays. I think that ultimately they, the problem is that they're always the beneficiaries or something, right? So, like, I don't know how much blame you can give for somebody for being the beneficiary. If Bobby J came with iPads, well, I stole iPads. Or, or, and, you know, around here we don't ask. It's just I got iPads going for $100. You don't care if it costs Tyrone his job at the warehouse facility or the security guard, Mr. Herbert, his job. You just... Looking at it like shit, I'm getting an iPad for a hundred dollars or whatever. So I think that that's the role that they come into, and they always benefit from that. Like, does it matter that they're getting a house in the city for eight eighty thousand dollars when they were living in Gwinnett for four hundred thousand, or when they were living in San Francisco for eight hundred thousand? They getting the same house in some location for eighty thousand. So the problem comes in that, and that logic is because of the whole fake ally situation. Okay. So that's why it's, a, it's an onus and responsibility that comes with it. If you're truly the ally and you truly stand it for this and, and, and if you truly have an ident- understanding of what's going on in society. Everyone is familiar with what gentrification is. Everyone knows the downs and the price of it. That shit's on everything from the shy to shameless. Like every- Those are black shows. Shameless is not. It don't get no whiter. Oh, shameless. I'm, I'm thinking of the one with the bra. Um. Right. So, so that's what I'm saying. This is a topic. It's in the New York Times. It's everywhere. You are, as you mentioned, the beneficiary. And at some point, what we have to do is let's have a conversation on what your white privilege. Again, when they talk about white privilege, these are things that are white privilege. Now, on the other side of it, that's why I don't like when you take that stance because it's enough of them taking that stance. Enough of who? Them crackers. There's enough of them on that side because I just had a discussion with a fucking tight oh, this week at work about gentrification. And he's like, there are no... Probably there are no cons of gentrification. No, no, that's not what that's all. You told me about that conversation. I'm not saying that. I'm not talking about the people who are like, really? There's no such thing as gentrification. I'm talking about the people who are just like, hey, I got a good deal on the house. I'm moving in this neighborhood. Like, the ones, so it's a difference between being oblivious to what, at a high level, what you're contributing to. So, so it like, goes back to what you said about, hey, you get the my pads, right? Yeah. Uh, you can also get caught with the my pads. You can. And what happens when you get caught with iPad in the box in your goddamn in the office? Where you get those from? Now you ride here with that look. Well, I think that's if you Tyrone who got who out who made a jewel. But if you're Tom Smith sitting at home with his iPad he got for one hundred dollars, you feel like the king of the world. Oh yeah, but you know it's stuff that comes when you sit in the conference. Now we can talk about this subject because when we are born and raised, all uh, three of us. Your mama house still here. You got ties to the city. Me and Pa still live in that area that's getting gentrified now. This is the last part of the city getting gentrified on the south side. We both live in it. Crackers starting to walk their dog and run comfortably in the neighborhoods. There's a garden right there a block away from your house. So they're building the biggest garden in the southeast over by where Pa stays. Yeah. It's in walking distance from your house. Like literally spinning distance or whatever. Yeah, you know, spin distance. But um, he could take a, 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 a apple seed and hit and hit the garden from where yeah. he lived in. Yeah. But we've been there all of us around forty and over forty, 
You've been here a whole goddamn lot. My problem justification is the things that they're doing now for the city are things they could have done for the city. Stop right there. So that's where we can talk about Alderman Lewis, Keisha Lance Bottoms, Shirley Franklin, Kasim Reed. Now, how far, what administration do you think this started in? Because it didn't start with Manny Jackson or Andrew Young. Let's start. Well, they say, I was looking Bill at Bill Campbell for all them? No, he, nah, he was after them. Bill Campbell came. Bill Campbell may be, in my mind, the administration that this started in. Because he was that Olympics. I think it was Maynard because he was the one who was up for the Olympics. Remember in 92 when Maynard was like, yeah, we got that was Maynard. Yeah, but it didn't come until 96 when Bill Campbell was Yeah, but Maynard. Maynard already put in the works. They already started with the whole cleaning shit up and trying to move the homeless and all that shit out of here. But that come with the Olympics, right? So that's a good question. Let's sidetrack real quick. Ultimately, do you think the Olympics were a good thing or a bad thing for the city? I think it was a good thing. Why? Be- be- because of the fact that it brought notoriety to the city, to a city that was predominantly black at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, before this gentrification stuff, stuff started. So, yeah, it, you know what I'm saying? It brought notoriety and everything. But at the same time, like, they already had a plan in place. You know what I'm saying? They already had something going on. They already things going on. What they're going to do, what they're going to do. So... I agree with Pi I'm gonna let you finish up, Calhoun. I agree that I think that this showed that a southern city could be a global city. Whereas, you know, all of us were what either late seventies, early eighties babes or whatever. And like this th- thing about the South is that we're slow. We don't have we're a bunch of country bumpkins. We can't yep. we we don't have no money, we don't have no infrastructure. Absolutely. Basically, you know, they look at us slow and I think that this was the first time the world could see like, oh wow, it's not slow. Oh wow, you can't enjoy the city. A black grand city go. with there big city go. living and big city amenities. No, I said it was a good thing. So I think ultimately, yeah, I agree with Piet. I think it was good what people thought that like it wasn't nothing but we walk around with what Jesus saying, yeehaw, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We not doing that. It's, it's a, a black city. It's a black city. It's a modern, it was a relatively yeah. modern train yep. system. Yep. It was yep. relatively modern infrastructure. A lot of things to do more than they thought it was. So I think that at that time, I was in fifth grade when we, when we found out we got the Olympics. I remember this. I remember yeah, it. Yeah, I was in middle school because I was. We found out in 92. I was in fifth grade. I was at Cleveland Avenue. You was in fourth grade. Not in 92. I was in fifth grade. In 92. We found out in 91. Oh, I, found, I remember 92 for some reason. Because the, um, Dr. Butts, it was either Butts or Joe Frank Harris, the superintendent came to Cleveland Avenue. He came to all the classes because they sent a contingency of kids. And one of the kids, he was older than me. He was in middle school. He went to church. He went to, he was part of the contingency and we went to the same church. Okay. So that's how I know when it was. I was in fifth grade. Anyway, I, I ultimately agree with Pahit. I went all that to say I agree with him. I think it showed the world what, you know, it on the cheap, right? You can have a lot of fun on the cheap. And I think a lot of people saw that and moved down here. And I think that was the seeds that led to gentrification in the part that you don't like. So, you know, I'm going to go back and repose that same question to you. Did you think it was a good thing for the city to get in the Olympics? When it happened, I thought it was a great thing. Of course, because one, I was young. Two, I was involved in the spiritual activities, so is that we are the world shit. Three, we from Atlanta. And folks shitted on us. Well, the South in general, right? The South, but yeah, 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 the South and Atlanta is two totally different things. So Not back then. Back then, it... It was all the same. But see, that's the problem. It's just like a nigga, a nigga from Macon is not a nigga from Atlanta. Exactly. Of course. It, that's always been but the see case. That, but we was always grouped in together. A nigga from Memphis, Tennessee is not a nigga that's from Knoxville. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and it's just the same like with Raleigh, 
uh, North Carolina or Charleston. Like, Pour off the versus Houston. We're, right, we're right. not, we're not the same. And so we was looked at, we was looked at like yeehaw. And half of us, I know I haven't. Most of us never been fishing. Most of us never been camping. We weren't living on no goddamn land. We were serious. Oh, yeah, I understand your point about, like so hey. The had to know the ride. You know, and we invited you guys here. Yeah. But that shit was a whole But I didn't mean for you to stay here. Like, I, we were having a conversation. It was atrocious. You know, my door was always open. That don't mean come up to in the morning talking about how you watch It's just like you have a. A guy on your nerves or whatever. Like, I don't know what's going on. Second floor for to a degree. It's a bad thing. I care as much as it until it's inconvenience to me. Now, it's too many motherfuckers going to Hey, how you doing? And now I don't give a shit about how you really doing. So it's, it's just that's what I'm saying. Now I say how you doing is not. Well, you know, even that about good that I tell you about my daughter. I ain't got time to hear all that shit. <laughs> I just say, hey, how you doing? You supposed to say, I can't complain and keep that shit moving. And right now, everybody complaining. So that we came to show you, hey, this is the city. We're not some slow ass city. We control everything. These motherfuckers came down here. Was oh, this is they so beautiful out here. Oh, it's a nice little city. Oh, a house is forty thousand dollars. Oh my God! I can get from fucking Morton Avenue to Food Industrial in ten minutes. It's nothing like this where I'm from. And then you brought your motherfucking ass here. They've overworn their welcome, and the fuck ass, whole ass, pussy ass politician has encouraged them to do so. So again, it goes back. Yep. My door is always open when it's convenient for me. Yeah, that's the whole thing. And like this wasn't the Olympics wasn't an invitation for everybody to come. It was a Hey, come! This is a tour. You know how subdivisions. We are. really was showing off. Yeah, it's just a. You know how you have a tour of homes kind of day where you let people walk around and see how nice your home is. Yeah. That don't mean come to my home every week and show how nice my home is. You know what I'm saying? It just was. Hey, the home look good. Check it out. Hopefully, this gives you some inspiration and some ideas. And so I, 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 I think Maynard Jackson started that. I, I, but I think it started to take shape on the eight native Atlanteans or the ATLs as we will on here. Bill Campbell. With Bill Campbell. I think that that's when it started to affect us. And I think that under Bill Campbell, they also had, I think it was White Flight, is what they what them crackers called it. Well, they all went to Gwinnett County. They all went to Gwinnett. They went to Santa Spring. They went to Dunwood. They went everywhere. They went everywhere but Atlanta. They went to Clayton County. They went everywhere but Atlanta. And then what happened is, now that crackers on came back, now they're doing a whole different infrastructure. Let me tell you, one of the biggest problems with education is the shit that's going on with the city. We had talked about it earlier. So I think, say that, Park, I think, I think it's still going to the point of, at a high level, what's happening is, basically, whites left Atlanta for whatever reason. They didn't want it. You know why? It was too many The reason why niggas, not too many blacks. <laughs> that's the problem I have with gentrification. The problem is, one of the biggest problems I have Again, let me start it off by saying this. The goal is to coexist. The problem is, don't nobody talk coexist or don't nobody talk about improvement unless some crackers come down here. Right. They left Atlanta because they were tired of getting dope sold on their corner. They left Atlanta because they were tired of their house getting broken in. They left Atlanta because they couldn't get no street lights. They left Atlanta because, Atlanta because of the traffic system. They left Atlanta because of the school system. They left Atlanta because of no sidewalks. They left Atlanta. They left Atlanta. They left Atlanta. Atlanta was a nigga city and was treated as such. And it, but the problem was it was ran by niggas. That's the biggest problem in all this. So when we do that, niggas still thing, had it. And this is why we're doing this podcast because nothing corrupts like politics. No. So two things that corrupt more, two things that corrupt the, the incorruptible that will, will corrupt the incorruptible: politics and religion. I'm about to say power and money. Politics and religion. Those give you access to power and money. Religion definitely won. And politics is up though. You go in there right now. Calhoun is a pretty for the community, infallible person. 
You give them a couple of months in that goddamn city hall with them young hoes throwing that ass at them. And people come in talking about, hey, we can give you oh, 20 bought, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> the most incorruptible person can find he a way to get... What's your price? He bought, home. Shit. Better man no than pussy. me. Better, not about no pussy. Better man than me don't been bought. Of course. We can be bought. They bust us. Well, when we full of them in our city. And of so, course we are. And so, uh, I can't think that's my problem. Because, like, when Atlanta was the problem, when it was being... When it wasn't being... Um, when it wasn't good government, for lack of a better term, it was black rain. Our whole life, and a little bit before our lives, it's always been a nigga in office. And not even <laughs> high office. We can go to low offices, and that's kind of the problem. Well, everything, so I, so you know, like, that's the last thing with this last mayoral election. There's been a, a black mayor in Atlanta for over 40 years. Councilman has been mostly black. All that, all this whole city has been black the whole time. Yeah, which so, is why we wanted the Olympics to show you right. how great and fantastic we are. The Olympics is a bad idea, period, for a city. But we wanted to show off. I, I so it, I, science I is proven the Olympics were a bad idea. I disagree with it. Olympics is a bad idea. Well, science has shown that the Olympics yeah, are a bad, idea, a bad idea, idea for any, any city, city, not just the Olympics. Basically. The city, unless it's like London, like cities that are like. Well, even then, they took a loss. Everybody yeah, everybody, loss. every city basically takes a loss. So, like how Atlanta wind up selling all that Olympic Village, like all that stuff they build for the Olympics, yeah, just right. winds up sitting there once they leave. Yeah. Like, you have to be a city who gets the Olympics. Like, they were saying, you have to get the Olympics like five times and basically. For the payoff and keep all the stuff that's already there. Yeah, like, you got to use the same stuff and not buy new stuff. Right. So, the problem is, is that in Atlanta, we have the same. We had to sell that stuff to Morris Brown. We had to sell it to Georgia State. We had to because you have these nice infrastructures sitting here. It costs a lot of money or whatever, and like that sunken cost or whatever. And now you know that's that's it. No, that costs money that the city didn't have to spend. Uh, the Olympic people spend it, but it's a burden on the city to get rid of it. Right? You know what right. I'm saying? So I think that and usually cities don't get rid of it, but Atlanta's been able to reformulate. Atlanta pretty much has sold an asshole for the de- <clears throat> for developers for. Uh, whatever purpose they have. Yeah. So I think that I think as a culture, as blacks here, we don't give our black leaders enough hell for what they've done to the city. I agree. Politics corrupts. And you said this. There's nothing wrong with corrupting, but say something for y'all on it then. Buckhead, whoever is the politician from Buckhead, Mary Norwood, Charles Schwillinger, whoever. They're getting corrupted too. They're just doing enough to keep their constituents. But you're happy. not about to bring that shit here. Yeah, they do enough to keep That's their constituents happy. Right. Whatever the constituents want. Hey, look, that BML shit was too. What, somebody got killed in Buckhead. Hey, we need to cut shut this Buckhead shit down. That's what people don't understand. We had a Buckhead a, had a nightlife and niggas was flooding it. Sorry, Lewis killed that motherfucker. They shit all that shit. First they saw it with the clothes closing that too. And then they started just getting all that shit out of there. Now that shit is totally revamped and redone. And that's what you do as a council you cater person. to your community. And our and our council people does not cater to. They cater to them crackers. They cater to their cash. And I, so, 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 so go ahead. What you're saying? Uh, I, I have a point. Uh, for a point like long ago. Why the hell did I hand vote for somebody who don't have the black in your name? So I want to. We're gonna hit that point next. I want to come back to what Calhoun just said. 
And he's going to tie into what you were saying, too. I think part of the problem is us. We went to an MPUZ meeting. But it sound, you sound just like one of these niggas. Hold on. I'm going to tell you. And I, I, I felt like this. Well, you married that white woman. You don't want all in love, buddy. Let me tell you before you married her. And she's the apple of your life. She's one of the good ones. She's unbelievable. But I knew your way up. So like, no, I'm not saying us. Calm ass nigga. You. I thought we were straight faded niggas. I know. I know. I know. You remember, you remember Top Gun? Hey, bro, you looking at him like you about shot the shit out of No, you remember Top Gun? We got that ice man had said, Mary, he was like, so he was like, Mary, peel it out. He was like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. You ever look at a nigga when you talking and you about shot the shit out of him? He's like, what? You know, He's not six months from the way. motherfucker that ain't over there. I knew your motherfucker that. This man that shot the shit out of the nigga, look. Look, this nigga, this nigga get light skinned by the day. God is here. Let me finish and say, let me say my point. So I think it's our fault, and it's nothing to do with white in this regard. Oh, of course it ain't. No, no, I'm finna say, we went to an MPUZ meeting with a friend of ours a year ago, a little over a year ago. The representation of that MPUZ meeting were old people, and they only had older black people, and they only had one agenda keep these young hooligans. Out of my face and out of my property. Right. The councilwoman. They worse than the cracks. Now, nah, let me finish. The councilwoman, Joyce Shepard, slid oh, a whole bunch of. She's a public servant. You, you look up who the councilwoman is. Yeah, fuck that bitch. Anyway, the councilwoman of the time, who's still the councilwoman, I got her, but still the councilwoman today. She basically had. She basically was talking about everything, how I'm going to keep all these young hooligans out of your face. It's going to be. We're going to clean up these streets, and we're going to have better housing. We're going to have better housing options for people. No, and the crowd ate it up. The crowd ate it up. Everybody they actually else, turned on us. Hold on, I'm, fin- I'm finishing there. I want you to chime in. Nobody in there was under 50 but me, you, the person who, oh, who's who been on Digital Dare, who invited us to the MPUZ me. And the young man who, it was a young guy who was saying he was running for council. The, oh, who had a house in the Dares Park. Who had a house in the area too. Which are not a house in the 300,000. We'll get to that. We'll, basically, he was trying to run against her. She said that and the crowd roared in jubilation. Hey, you're going to get these young hooligans out of my face? That's all I care about. Meanwhile, you called it and said, hey. How much is this new housing going to cost? Because the whole thing is she brought up that they're having a project over on uh, said area. And it's an area right by you. It's the last part of it. And they're having this whole new housing project thing. And it's a whole new setup. And the first thing I said was, I raised my hand and said, well, how much of this is going to go to low-income housing? Or how much is just contributing to the gentrification of Atlanta? Instantly, the crowd went crazy. So I just told you it's going to be a percentage. Everyone else, like, I get it. Pretty much, get this, shut this nigga up. A whole bunch of old niggas who's gonna lose their house because property tax is gonna get them out of there. Because they're, they keep on talking about the law, which they haven't even brought up now. In the last, what, five, ten years about grandfathering old people, grandfathering older uh, homeowners into their property taxes. They stopped talking about that. You notice that? Remember, that was on that was on the docket with Avalorum tax. They passed the Avalorum tax uh, differences. But they never passed the home taxes. You know why? Because they're going to get them old stupid motherfuckers out of them houses. They're going to beat them out of them houses with the property tax. They ain't no problem. Because your goddamn SSI check ain't going to cover $3,500 in taxes. That's not going to happen. And they're going to sell you how. Because remember, 
Here in this city, it's a motherfucker that never paid their house taxes for 10 years. All that shit there. Nine, six months, they get your ass out of there. They definitely are. It's definitely a... It's more aggressive. It's more aggressive, and it is a agenda. And, you know, they say religion was created to keep the poor from attacking the rich. The government should have been created. One of the things the government is to keep the rich from preying on the poor. And right now, our government is letting us down in that regard because... Like you said, as I personally feel, as a, not even as an old person, if you owned your house, if you own your house and you lived in your house over X, over 15 years. State shouldn't be able to take your house. You should not be able, your house should not be able to take and be taken over property taxes. No. And your taxes should be a average of what you've paid or whatever. It shouldn't be a drastic rise. It should be either, hey, we escalate on a, on a curve or whatever, but it shouldn't be a, hey, your property tax has been $300 a year, not as $4,000. Like that, especially if you've been in your house 20, 25, 40, however many years. Like for me, I feel like you own your house and have been in your house 15 years. Then there should be special provisions where you don't lose your house. And that's, that's income, race, religion. If you've paid off your house and lived in your house a certain amount of time, nothing should stop you from losing your house. And that's the sickness and that's the evil that come with it. I told you once again, I was talking to that kite about the, the gentrification situation. And I was like, people are losing their houses. His thing was, sell the house. Like, you either make the money by selling the house, or you deal with the consequences. That's the kind of reason that they have. I think that you have a... I think that you were listening to a bad source of information. Listen, that. here's the problem. There's too many of those. So People see it from their side of the fence. From their side of the fence, like I told you about these fake-ass, fuck-ass so-called allies <laughs> that come and take the Ohio neighborhood. These these saying Me, me Too, uh, Black Lives Matter motherfuckers, they putting the flags up when they get over there. First thing they do in the Dairy Spark, pull up a faggot flag, and we all are, all, are we all, we all the world. Nah, they put up an Atlanta United flag, and I see them more men. All oh, that, and a faggot flag, right? <laughs> yeah. Hold on, they do this in a nigga neighborhood. That's what they put up. <laughs> They went and made Confederate Avenue United because we all united, right? Some crackers united and taking what's rightfully ours. My problem comes in, niggas who've been in these neighborhoods and had to suffer through all this neighborhood, and you're a product of these school systems. Well, I went to them. We all went to these schools, the APS. We all have endured the crack era. We all have endured the, the rise and fall of Atlanta. And now here they come with these politicians because of this fake-ass belt line or whatever you want to do to make this shit, mark this shit high as a motherfucker, West End have went from 20000 to 100000 to $400,000 to $650,000 house in a matter of not even five years. Something is wrong with that. There's a problem here. And it's what they call, you have too many documentaries on moving black people out of Atlanta. All you have to do is look up gentrification in Atlanta, D.C., and you can see the, the, the accelerating, accelerating uh, just the volatile nature in which it's happening. Uh, this is a real issue. And it's being helped by black politicians, and it's been encouraged by our white counterparts. Well, I think it's being encouraged by developers. I think it's... We're selling the city out. The city don't sold out to them. Yeah, so I think the problem is, is that whites are the ones who benefit. I think that I think that in and of themselves, they're just the ones who benefit. And they, they're kind of like, so I do the stocks. So like smart stock people, basically, they watch, wait, and take advantage of stupid people. 
And that's what the white counterparts have done in this regard. Just watch, wait, and take, and, and I ain't going to say stupid, and take advantage of. And this is, it wasn't stupid because we talk about how the situation got here, right? Well, what happened to the black residents that was there? One, you find out most of the motherfuckers are renting, not owning. That's one. Two, you also find out if you're in a toxic organization, let's say if you have a, a house in a landfill, it's not hard for you to get rid of that house in a landfill. You're inclined for someone to come and buy that house for you in a landfill because there's nothing there. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the problem. It's one thing for you to get out. When you had, when you was, when you had established your career, you didn't buy a house across the street from your mama house. Could have. You could have bought five of them for what you paid. You could have bought, you could have bought ten of them for what you paid for your house. But you didn't buy it. Why? It was dope all in the area. It wasn't nothing in the area. You know what you see around here? Pop. What you see around here over there by Jenkins? A Z sign. Everything being rezoned. What you see over there in Lakewood? A Z sign. Everything being rezoned. What you see in the West End? A Z sign. They've rezoned the area to put products and to make the the areas more lucrative. And this goes back to your issue of black politicians. Now you you pumping stuff into Now you pumping resources back into a a neighborhood? When we were coming up, there was nothing in that neighborhood. You couldn't have a bar on Custard Avenue. It wasn't zoned for. You couldn't have a Starbucks over off of Moreland on the south side. It wasn't zoned for. You couldn't have that across the street from Jenkins and Whole Foods. It wasn't zoned for. But when they rezone it, and you bring these, these assets to the community, but the, na- the, the people who was in the community cannot take advantage of it because you're moving them out. That's my problem with gentrification. Mm-hmm. But it's not like your problem comes from politicians, most of it. It does, but the problem comes in because now you can't deal with it because now the crackers are coming right back in and changing the face of the whole community. You know what we need to do? Yeah, but that, I mean, ultimately, so your, so the symptom, so the disease. Disease is politicians not looking out for the community. One of the symptoms of the disease is that whites are not changing the Are taking look. advantage of what's going on in the community. Exactly. So, so like, the community, community, it only um, exposes black people. Uh, what did you say? It's like white people. Yeah, so that's what he's saying. Yeah, the yeah, community's yeah. starting to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, th- this shit is for them. This is not for us. Right. You know what we need to do? What you had been saying from the beginning. What you been saying? Functional integration. Well, before you... How does that work? <laughs> and you're absolutely 1,000% right. But I think... Okay, so I We think- got to get... What, what good mom said... One million niggas inside, we gotta give one million inside that frame of mind, bro. Yeah, so I think I think that was I think functional integration was one of my most prolific theories. But I think for Atlanta it's changed. It's good. I think it's changed. I think Calvin made a good point. Is now we need to do something more extreme. We need to and I was thinking about this. We need to solidify those black areas and make those more and make those black areas stronger. Like Cascade, Cascade Fairburn. Cascade, Fairburn, Camp Creek. Regardless. That's it now. Because we're not on the east side. We're not on Boulevard. And they're taking over the south side. Right That's now right. we have a little bit left in the south side. And yeah, so one of my problems was was that one of my problems have always been that, you know, some areas, I'm on the people with gentrification, whatever. But one of my main problems has been some areas should always be black in that line. Absolutely. Auburn Avenue should have been, been black. No, no, like, I'm, I'm, we're going to get to it. The West End should have always been black. Yep. These are areas that have cultural significance. Historic. Historic significance. Yeah. And they should not have changed. Buckhead, to your point earlier, isn't 
swapping up. Well, yes, yeah, blacks who live in Buckhead, but they're not buying houses or whatever. And it's very few. And mm-hmm. it should be the same way because Buckhead has cultural significance to the white part of Atlanta. Yeah. No, no wrong with that. That's what it is. Those areas have cultural significance to the black part, and then the city that's been black run, black people should have taken care of those areas. You let we all from Cleveland, New Jonesboro, Zone Three. No crap. Zone Three used to live in Zone Three back in the fifties. I remember a dude coached me in football at Forest Park. He was like, I went across the lawn. Well, how did you go across? Yeah, Zone Three was white. Yeah, just like the white guy we seen at the shoe thing. At right. Whatever. Like exactly. Zone Three was white. Hey, come back here. Fine. You go over. Other places that were white, fine. But it's some areas. But Auburn Avenue and the West End should not be white. You no, know, they shouldn't be white. It shouldn't be. And so the problem is, is that the councilmen, the people, have sold their souls to further their career and leave the community behind. And what's different is that as a community, we don't demand more from them. We didn't demand more from our leaders. And now we've gotten this situation where our leaders can tell us anything. So it's several problems. One, young people haven't gotten involved. Like, if younger people need to get involved, because these old people just want they just want peace and people to leave them the fuck alone. And I, these old people out of me. Yeah, these old people. They're the ones who keep getting duped. You know what's so crazy about it? I question it, though, D. Okay, like, do we really feel like we can change this system from within? I think you have to, because if you, I, there's, if you can't change from within, then what do you do? Burn it. I think... You already know what I say. Ask me what I think. What do you think? I I, I think we black Wall Street and shit again. But see, it's going to be way different than the first one. I feel like whatever community we in, we build it up as a black community, and we make it our own. We do black businesses. We do everything black. Okay. We, we, We still support black everywhere else, but we do black, you know what I'm saying, where we are. We build it up on our own. Because, see, they think that we're animals. They think that we can't bring value to them. They think we're going to kill, rob, steal, all of that. That's what they think. We prove them wrong when we do our own thing and make this shit happen our way. So let me ask you this. Because I agree with that. But I want to ask you, how do we do that? Because we got to do something. We got to. Where is uh, South Fulton? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. So, so, wherever. Okay, so this gentrification shit, we can't stop it's going to happen. Period. They already had plan got them, like, what they, what, what whom say, 10, 15 years in the making? They already had they going on. So this is what we do. Wherever we wind up at, let's make it ours. Let's put it up. Let's make it our shit. Let's, let's support whoever got that going on. Let's do this. Let's do everything black. Let's do this. So let me ask you everything this. All that. Had that. You know what? Because white people already been doing this. Like, they support their businesses. They support like uh, their people and everything else. They, so why is not the best one for you? Because they go on this shit, but Spanish and or yeah. So uh, so let's do this for us. Let me say this because I actually thought about that too. I agree with what you guys are saying. I I think that one of the intricate problems in that. I think there's several problems in in that whole concept. I think it's actually the right answer. What should happen? I think it's several problems. One one problem is ultimately that. Unlike those other places, those other cultures, black culture is American culture. Like, if you go to those Spanish places, they're selling shit that you can't get at Kroger, Publix. You go to those Asian places, they're selling stinky fruit, shit you can't get in normal places. So a lot of those places exist to supplement their craving for their natural foods, natural clothing, natural things that they can't get. 
That's right. And no other things. Here, I mean, you can get everything in our culture everywhere. So, like, I don't know how you, I don't know how you get people to start those things. Like, you, we as blacks, we have a lot of entertainment, a lot of people in fashion, a lot of things like that. But nobody's talking about owning a black grocery store. There's one guy, and I just big <laughs> count on the support him. Man, he wound up making this go. He's the only person who's like, hey, let's do a black-owned no, grocery they have store. A, a farmer's market on Rosen. That's a difference. The problem fine. is, this motherfucker, hours are like from nine to fucking five. You know, but that's different. I'm talking about like a full-fledged Publix. So, like, you can have a Publix that's black-owned. Because, that, again... I fuck with it. You should. But, like, let's be real. What would they sell that Publix want to sell? And that's where convenience and cost come into play. So, so, so he's got the... You know, he gets to a point to where he sells everything that the Publix sell because of the fact that the black people you you, you trying to got dang on support or whatever, that's what they looking at. Like what you just said. Oh, you don't have everything Kroger has. You don't have everything that public has. But see, now so we're going to have that. But going see, if you support him, he can get that. I'm going to support him because of the fact that I know this is, is black business. I went into the store, bro. This is no, no lie. And now I'm saying, man, I'm over there, and over there by four season, boy. You know, um, that's the indie guy on that shit across Yeah, there. you want to you call him Indian. You see him in the MCU meeting. Let the dude about the pizzas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to call him Indians, Taliban, whatever you want to call all these people. You know what I'm saying? I'm not being disrespectful, but... Sand I don't niggas. know that... I, I call them sand niggas. Okay, I don't know that nationality. The problem is, is that with me and whom I always talked about before, these folks establish business in the black community because they know they spend money. And they take their ass when they leave. They take their ass all the way out to the Cherokee or whatever county they live in, live their life. And we don't have nothing. They take our money, but they can't stand us. They won't fuck with us. So I do agree in that we don't need to service them in this goddamn, you know what I'm saying, with, with these people. Because they're not going to let us do it. We need goddamn do We need this smart shit, bro. Oh, one thousand. I'm, I'm supporting it. But again, that goes back into what we're talking about. Here. So let's go. It does do. It, it absolutely does. It shows you the power of it because he can sustain himself across the street from Four Seasons, a Four place seasons. where there are no cars. Yeah, they have project in Atlanta. What? Real talk. Like there's no other project in Atlanta. Four Seasons is the last one. So he it's has, still going up. Matter of fact, it's a brand new store they rebuilt. So he's able. He's to, expecting something else to happen. Well, he he knows it's going to happen, but he's so he can withstand the storm, a place with no cars, and he can just live off of what the community is doing because niggas ain't got no cars in that situation. Come on, man. They walk across the street over there. I told you about two years ago when I seen a busload of crackers get out the car and four seats. You remember this? I was on the way to Marshall, my barber, and I called you like. Well, it's a bus load of cracker. They got two bu- buses and walking around full season. I said something happened in full season. They closing full season. They closing full season. Eventually. No, no. They don't they close next year. They closing full season. It's closed next year. Eventually. Nah, like that. No, no. You know why I said that? Because of the fact that I heard this before. No, 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 no. They have a hard date for that. No, no, no. The, the difference is that's what I'm telling you with the prior justification. For a season, here's what you don't realize. It's too close to Grant Park. To, <laughs> I know that. For crackers not to happen. No, I said they should have closed the guys up like five, six years ago. So, But this this is the problem. And what I'm coming with. Somebody who lives in four seasons not able to see that. 
And your economic your economic situation won't allow you to be able to invest in that. Right. So I can see that. So like I, I won't I won't I won't say that just because you live in four seasons you can't see that. Well, now, I'm talking about in the whole south side. So what happened is when poor because the areas that they're intruding upon are poor areas. And a lot of people don't own the houses they're in. So you know my theory on that, like I don't know how much say when you don't own land over there. Like so, but that's what happened. So that goes back into the reparation arguments and all the other stuff, which you won't get into because it'd be too much of a segue. But that's what happened. We have poor people and disenfranchised people, which are in this case black people because Atlanta's a black state. And this is how you can take control of Atlanta. So when New York Times and other articles say that they're aggressively gentrifying Atlanta, they can do that because Atlanta's not owned. That's how you can do that. Yeah. You can do that because there is no plan when you grow up and your school is toward water or Cleveland Avenue. What elementary school you went to? Crop loan. Crop, that's elementary. That's middle school. Well, elementary school. Oh, Humphreys. Humphreys. Think about that. Humphreys, Tallwater, and Cleveland Avenue. When we was coming up, you was walking past crack valves. Because I know I went on one. Tallwater between the north and the south. You And dogs was the same way. The dogs was over there by Thomasville. The dogs was right, right by in Thomasville. Thomasville. So all you doing is walking by. And that was never Leela Valley and all the mother niggas. Yeah, Thomasville and all the mother niggas. Come on, Home had goddamn Sylvan. Now, all you doing is ain't nothing in the community. That shit dead. There's no jobs. There's no money. There's no hope. There's no nothing. And so moving out of that place, especially when you don't own it, is easy to do. But them crackers had a plan. And they had them niggas on a payroll. And that's why gentrification is the lowest of the low. And that's why it's, pre- it's predatory. So just like the government got rid of predatory <laughs> niggas, they need to get rid of gentrification. I agree with that. So let me ask you this. <clears throat> I think when you characterize a lot of these people, we're talking about people who rent us. What about the people who own? Like, is there an onus on them to protect their community? All the things usually happen. A lot of motherfuckers out there are doing the crack here. Right. No, I won't say that. Uh, well, you say it, nigga. You can say it if you want to say it. No, I'm saying it. The people who lasted in the crack era. It was a there was a place in Black history between between the 30s and the 70s where your community thrived. Well, I'm, I'm talking about <coughs> Atlanta. 96 from the Olympics to gentrification. There was nothing in your gentrification has rent. I I was a home inspector, foreclosure inspector. I saw this shit take hold in 2015, 16. So think about how fast I went from 2015 to 2018. In 2014, this shit was still ain't shit. The economy was so bad, motherfucker was bulldozing houses that was demolishing them. That's what Atlanta started doing with demolishing houses because of what was going on with the neighborhoods. These same neighborhoods now have three and four hundred thousand dollar houses. There's no way you can see that as a as a resident. There's no way you can see that as a citizen because you don't know the plans of even in your fuck ass MPU whatever Z meeting. You cannot. They're not divulging what's going on in these neighborhoods. So I think that one. I, I am one of the people you do have to be. You do have to care about your community. You do have to go to those meetings. I am one of those in general, Lord. Though, let me say that. But two. I feel like it go back to like you have to take council people to task. It can't be I'm gonna vote for Keisha Bob just because she black. That's it gotta be that's how that bitch got in. Yeah, bro. It gotta be. I now that bitch is talking about what the coach. And so, like, how do you feel about that? Like, how? Because I listen, know whenever the crackers start talking about it's a problem or something, it don't went way too far. Well, mm-hmm. crackers don't came on to say how bad that Gulch is and talking about gentrification. Well, take out the Gulch just in general. How do you feel about her? Somebody who, like, everybody know voted for. We talked about her before we even. That bitch ain't nothing but a Cassandra Reed clone. 
We talked about before she got there. That bitch ain't doing nothing but falling over Kasim Reed did. And true to words, that's all that bitch is done. That bitch ain't changed shit. That bitch ain't brought low key income housing. That bitch ain't changed a goddamn thing with the city. That bitch is still doing the same agenda, moving blacks out of the city, moving in whites and out of towners, and filling up these motherfuckers for developers. That's all she did. They sold this city. That's all I was telling you, and this is kind of. They're turning Atlanta into an, a rich city. Like right before our eyes. It's going to be San Francisco, yeah. New York, yeah, the yeah. LA. Well, not even the LA. They're going to down here and everything. So, yeah. It's going to be an orchard city. You was going to tell me this. What, now, where were you going with this? Well, it is happening right before our eyes. Okay. So, like, and it's not just, it's not the big thing. It's not think. just housing. You yeah. Said, so, okay. like, they put a north side downtown. A hospital? North, hospital. It's literally off. 12th Street. They put the biggest Whole Foods. It's supposed to be the biggest Whole Foods in the South. The one that's supposed to have like a terrace or something? Like yes, that. and they're building stuff on So it's not those big ticks. It's everything. Like, who can afford to go to Whole Foods on a consistent basis? Who can afford Northside Healthcare on a consistent basis? Northside Healthcare is like, he, my son is here now. He was born in Northside. Northside is not a cheap hospital. It is no, a no. good insurance hospital. It ain't great old Crawford Long. It's, it's not meant for that or whatever. Like, for no disrespect to anybody. You know what I'm saying? What happens is, what the problem is, is that it's going to be other things. And it's going to price out those whites or those people who make six figures, but don't make high six figures. And it's going to, so what happens, the problem with gentrification, it kind of ties into your thing, but capitalism, it doesn't just eat, it eats holistically. It was a part, it was a point in San Francisco where if you made a quarter million dollars, you could live. Now in San Francisco, you have to be a millionaire to buy a house. That's what's happening to Atlanta. It's going to be a point, and it may be 20 years down the line, 25 years. It's going to be that fast. This is aggressive. Well, no, it's going to be a point. It's going to be a point where you have to spend, you have to make millions of dollars a year to afford to live in the city of Atlanta. And Cassine Reed is from Atlanta. Keisha Bottoms says she's from Atlanta. She's from here. These people are ushering in a city their parents could not afford to live in. You said it best. In an inner city, a police officer, firefighter, teacher. You should have uh, looked forward to live, live in the city, in the you city. in the area you work a in. A city worker where it's a garbage man or whatever city worker you are, you should probably be able to afford a house in whatever area right. you service. And the fact that Atlanta is becoming something totally different, Atlanta was that city, but the fact that Atlanta is being something totally different is alarming and telling of what's going on in this city. And that's the problem with gentrification. So capitalism on steroids, but what happens is there's a, a certain group of people that's being targeted when it comes to gentrification. After 70%, and I don't know this for sure, just off of what I'm looking at and seeing, after 70% of the city has been sold, that's when Kasim Reed and Keisha Lance Bottom come on and tell old folks, stop selling your homes. But the damage was already done. Didn't tell the people that in 2012? 2012, when you tell old people, don't sit on your homes because we have a belt line coming. That's when you tell them old people that. You don't tell them old people that in 2016. And that's what happened. And that's the problem with gentrification. They're literally picking on the poor and downtrodden. Because people who sold their house for 30000 25000 cannot sell their house for 300000 but they got them out of there already. And that's the problem that comes with West End, them houses sold for $7,000. Seven. I did, a P, I did a BPO 
on a property in the West End in 2013. The house was $7,000 what the appraisal rate was. Now them same houses is $600,000. That's the problem with gentrification. So let's go on and wrap this up. And what 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 do you want to say in summary? You whole ass crackers coming down here. You're not your allies. You're not your friends. They're not the same side as you. They're only for their own profit. These niggas have been these niggas. They have continued to sell us out. And that's what they are. That's what your Keisha Lance bottom. That's what your Shirley, your, your George Shepherds. That's what all these motherfuckers are. Your Bill Campbells, your Mary Jacksons. Kasim Reeves, Bill Campbell. They've been the same motherfuckers. They've sold black and poor people, working class, African Americans out in this community for a purpose of, uh, for developers and for whites who want to come down here for convenience. The way that the city has, has acted is criminal. It's disgusting. It's unethical. It's immoral. And I hope they get their come opens. And as a, and, and as a Grady baby, baby, a native Atlanta, I hope to see this city crumble like it did in 1800 when it was the rise of the Phoenix. I hope this city get what it got and deserve it. And it might. Because even if you look on, on, on a, a Memorial Drive over there, right by Boulevard, and they're building all that shit, and that's going to be traffic. There's no infrastructure. It's just going to show how how crazy this shit is. I hope this become a, de- a deserted town, and I hope Atlanta get what they got coming. Because you chose to run Black South Atlanta. You chose to turn your black on the people who own this city, who built this city up, who gave it this culture. Because Atlanta was full of culture. Atlanta was full of heritage. This was one of the places where it was. This was the place. This was the black mecca for years. And you chose to sell out to these fucking crackers. So I hope everybody get what they deserve. Thank you guys for listening. This has been DigitalDaring.com. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend.